people live their lives based on uh, the reality the reality they perceive and the knowledge they have for every person reality is relative they only live their lives based on the truth that they want to accept so reality is really just relative for every person and everyone that is living how could someone become a pro boxer research deeply about topics such as morality write novels and also build a shipping management app these all seem like unrelated topics and projects that you wouldn't usually think a person could think of combining in their lives at least not in one single stage of their journey but this is what today's guest has done at his young age being only about five years older than me Amir Joy is an author, having written multiple books such as I Tried, I Failed, But I Say Strong, he's an entrepreneur and a pro boxer. From what it is like to be a boxer and endure both mentally and physically, to ideas and questions on topics such as consciousness, reality and the decisions that we make in our lives. This conversation will hopefully bring you new ideas, perspectives and questions. This is your host Emiliano and I hope that you enjoy this episode with Amir Joy. Right, so Amir, welcome, welcome to my show, man. Thank you for coming. Thanks, you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. and well, today I want to talk with you about your, well, specifically uh, your book. I tried, I felt, but I stay strong, and about your boxing career. Um, but before that, I want to just uh, read some information about you for people listening, and I would also like you to uh, verify if what I'm saying is is correct. So yeah. Um, you are a Romanian author and you have written multiple books such as the one that I mentioned and uh, a treatise on of mortality which I also want to talk about in another episode um, and then you are also a boxer or you are into into boxing and you have been for for many years now I guess and actually you talk about that in in this book so for people listening uh, they can find the, the link to this one in the description and you, I would say that you are, you are also like into many topics and into many areas that are, that are not like uh, necessarily related. So we are into boxing, into writing, into philosophy, um, also into business. Um, and I would like you like to just give a, give a little introduction to yourself by sharing like where uh, do these ideas or where does the inspiration to go for each of these areas come from? Uh, so uh, at first, uh, if uh, anyone had strict parents, they know what it's like. My my pressured me since I was like a little kid that I knew I need to do something with my life that uh, without him I'm nothing and all of this stuff. So like at like 15, I decided to take matters into my own hands, and like I started uh, boxing. And I wanted to make something with that career, but uh, in amateur boxing, if anyone is watching uh, have has been an amateur or something, they know it is quite hard and it is not like, okay, you, you accomplish, like you take a medal or something, but at the end of the day, it's not like an accomplishment if like it's not on the level of Olympic level. So mm -hmm. I left the uh, amateur boxing and went for uh, professional boxing. And I've been a professional boxer uh, a year now. And I have in the amateur career, I'm two-time uh, national champion. And I think uh, I have 27 uh, wins and uh, two losses. 
in the professional boxing, I have two matches. One is a loss and uh, one is a win. Regarding the book, read, I have started writing since I was 17. How old are you? 16, almost 17, so yeah. So, yeah, you should start writing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you you know Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I do. Uh, it all starting from, started from uh, the Sherlock Holmes uh, canon books, like the original ones from Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, from there on, I started reading a lot of Agatha Christie. Like I, I think I have all of uh, her her collect, collection at home back home. And uh, I started to think about a plot or a story or something about uh, about the detective that is related to Sherlock Holmes, but it is in the same uh, he is in the same era or same uh, uh, country as him. So I started to write about William's joy, and uh, my first was uh, a mere vengeance. And uh, from there on, it all started with fictional books. But then I wrote like the boxing one. I tried, I failed, uh, and I stay strong when I, where I talk about like uh, my journey during uh, that specific competition and how I lost uh, uh, 12 kilograms during a week. And then uh, I started to read uh, a lot of nonfiction books. And I started to like uh, open up my... Uh, my life or my uh, my knowledge to other areas that I have never uh, encountered before. And so I decided to write uh, uh, a topic, the Treatise of Morality one, where I think it is uh, the book I am most proud of because I mentioned like uh, nearly everything that is related to morality of how, or how our brain works to decide which uh, which decision we are making or what we are doing with life. And uh, from now on, I will think I will only write nonfiction because uh, I think I need to write about some areas that uh, are, is, is not like popular. For instance, it, uh, the uh, Controversial Rest is my last book where I talk about like eight truths that if you ask any random person on the streets, he will tell you that, oh, I, I know this truth, that it is a truth, for instance, that we only think about 10% with 10% of our uh, brain. Uh, if you ask like any random person, 90% of the time he'll tell you, yeah, that is true. But unfortunately, that, that is really not the case and it is only a myth. And I go on to discuss how it is not a myth and I bring on evidence uh, that enc uh, that uh, counter that, uh, th that myth and st stuff like this. And... I'm writing uh, actually at the moment another book hmm. with a uh, sneak peek. It is called We Are, Therefore We Think, you know, but by the famous uh, philosopher Descartes, uh -huh. I think I am. And uh, there I talk about our consciousness and uh, how we live our everyday life and uh, how people are like sleeping, if you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. they only go to work then go out, hang out, then get back, back home, watch a movie or something. And they never really return home and take uh, like 15 minutes. I don't want to say meditate because, because it is uh, a very controversial and at the same time uh, popular uh, word. But I want to say like, think about what we are like. If we take it like logically, we are a bunch of like humans living on earth and beside us are 
it's like uh, absurd and bizarre at the same time. So yeah, that's the topic of the new book. And, and yeah, then, that's me. Yeah. And regarding the business business part of my life, uh, as I told you before, my father was uh, pressuring me a lot. So I didn't just want to be something. I wanted to uh, be co- uh, on a, on the competitive uh, level beside of him. And so I uh, right now I'm developing an application called Chip Manager, where uh, company owners are will use the application to manage and uh, their businesses more efficiently. Uh, between parentheses, my father is a ship owner. That's how I made the application. And uh, on the other stuff, it's trading and stock market and all the other stuff that uh, I have been posting on my Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I saw a screenshot of yours in which you shared something about this new app that you developed. I thought that that was an app that you used for something. So, but like, yeah. it's, it is your app then. Yeah, Ship Manager is my app. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then it yeah. seems like uh, everything or the things that we have been talking about have come to your life, like thanks to the journey. The journey has taken you like to boxing, and then you consciously chose to go to the next level and go like to professional. You choose your own life. You choose your own doing. If you want to do this, do that. You get me? I just didn't prefer to, uh, like most of my life, I have stayed or at home or at the gym. Like when I say at home, at home, like on my computer, uh, uh, working and uh, uh, writing and like uh, doing something with my life or at the gym, training, and or at work where I did my part-time job like this has been all my all my life or gaining knowledge or studying or something like that you know uh hanging out or having a fun time or something like that it it wasn't in my uh dictionary mm. as say, you know because uh, as I said uh, having like a father that did something so great It, it was a pressure to me and I didn't want to be overwhelmed by his success. So I just wanted to succeed as well. On your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- that's, that's very interesting. And, you know, the another thing that I wanted to, to mention or to, to touch was like, uh, so the title of your new book is We Are, Therefore We Think. Yeah. Have you read uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle? No. Well, Yeah, that, that's that's a book that I love and that I usually share. And it's very interesting but because in one part of it, he uh, mentions this idea of, like, he gives his perspective on the quote of, uh, I think, therefore I am. And he says that it's actually the other way around. So the title of your book, We Are and Therefore We Think. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I would actually like to get into that in in probably by the end of the conversation because I would like to, like, start uh getting into into the book and into like the the story that you share on it so you have mentioned that like around my age you uh started boxing and then in the book uh you talk about how you like how you went through this process of suffering for a competition and yeah Yeah. and and losing pounds and that was So let, let me say that it was like a very enjoyable book and it's also a very short book. So it was a, a fast and enjoyable read. Um, yeah. And yeah, so something that I found interesting was that like you say that 
like in the beginning and in the end of the book, you say that you were not sure why you were writing that book um, yeah. and what was the purpose of it. Have you got a clearer idea of that now? Uh, I think it was because uh, I have lost in the semifinals and I didn't know why I have gone through all that suffering and all that hard work and all that brutally mental stuff just for like nothing. And so I just wanted to clear my mind with everything. And it's after writing the book, my mind, uh, my mind really like cleared up and I like managed to let's say, move on, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, so it was also a healing stage for you to let, let go of that. Because when you work for something so hard, so hard, so hard, and like means ups and downs, ups and downs, and it was like hell. Afterwards, it will, it will, it will be an issue because like you will say, but I worked hard, but then I, I, I have... Uh, watched like I think I watched like uh, an anime you know what's an anime yeah like and on there there was a quote that I really remember I think I added it to the book not everyone who works hard uh, like it's a reward or something around that uh, you know so is it, I, is it this quote in one of the first pages of the book um, I'm not sure if you can see it but I can see, I can see. Yeah, can you? yeah, it says, when the going gets tough, put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. Don't give up. You, uh, are you not saying, this. Oh. No, it's like, not everyone who works hard gets a reward from it, from it you know? And uh -huh. that, I realized, is a sad but brutal truth. It's, it is a truth. Not everyone who works hard gets a reward from their hard work. Yeah. So that was what I've learned. But it was also a reward because I understood that in life, nothing is easy. You need to wake up, work, 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 work. That's if you want to <laughs> want and, and have a dream or, or, or a goal. But if you don't have to and like only go to university and just end up working from nine to five, that's what's sad. Yeah. I mean, some enjoy it. Some people enjoy it. Some people find it easy. <laughs> But for me... I don't like that life, no. Yeah, I think that, like, maybe, maybe thinking about my, my personal journey or how I think about things, probably, like, thinking about that future is the... You're going to the right way because right now you have a good uh, Instagram page and it will grow, grow, grow and maybe open up a shop in your uh, hometown or in US or from see where your... Uh, most of your audience are from and go to that place and maybe do something, open up like a coffee shop that is integrated <laughs> to book or maybe do tables that are made from books. And, you know, you can do something with, with what you have, right? If you like really go for it and really think about it and really enjoy it, you know, so mm -hmm. nothing is, nothing is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, actually, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, so the Reader Lounge has been existing now for more than two years. And for now, it has only been like the blog and Instagram, but I'm trying to make it more of a of an ecosystem, which is which also turns into into a business. And yeah, yeah that's that, that's what I'm working on, on right now. And, you know, get, getting back. Yeah. You can definitely turn what you have right now into a business and like make something success, successful out of it. 
Yeah, and also, just a small parenthesis, thank you for all the collaborations that we've done together because they have been pretty cool, and I thank you for that. Uh, thank you, too. Thank you, too. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, get, getting back into, into the book, um, maybe you did not get, like, the, the reward that you were seeking. You didn't win the competition as you, as you wanted, but do you think that, like, the strength that you acquired through the process was uh, worth enough uh, reward or something that is like useful in your life right now? Uh, uh, still what? Uh, something that is useful in your life right now or like a, a, an unfair <laughs> advantage? Yeah, of course it was useful because like it was one of, I, I was crying when I was training during the training process. I was, like, the last days I was crying and like it was hell, like literally hell. I know Olympic athletes know what it means to train three times a day and go for a run in the morning, then return, then da, 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 da. I also at that time I had school and I was also writing uh, a writer at the time. So it, it wasn't that like, it was hard, you know? And at the end of the day, of although I didn't get anything from it, it, it taught me that uh, like, this is life. It is what it is. I need to move on. It's hard, but I've got nothing to do. That's it, you know? So it, it just helped me with the mental toughness. And then uh, I actually want to read some, a, a part of the book, which I found like very interesting and I would like you to, to, to talk about it. And so you, uh, you mentioned like these uh, dialogues that were going on inside your mind. Um, and you talk about like, Uh, a moment in which you remember why you were doing that and that's what, what I want to read for people listening and then for you to, to talk about and so it says uh, when training was finally over I went to, to my knees placed my head on the floor and whimpered I kept asking myself for a reason and why I don't just up. then I remembered I wanted to know the meaning of being strong to be a man a hero for myself my reason was strong enough for me to keep going forward I um, like, I, I'm Like we're interested specifically in the part of uh, knowing what strength is. Could you get a little deeper into that and maybe uh, also define how you how you see strength right now? How you yeah how you define it? That's a good question because at the moment in my life uh, I'm also going through some hardships, and uh, I've come to learn that uh, strength isn't like only physical all that all what it means uh, being uh, strong or being or having strength so just in the mind because being strong for me at least is when uh, is, is when you really want something and really and really uh, like wish uh, uh, to do something or let's say have something But you must realize that uh, that ain't for you or that uh, path is, is not for you. And you've got to like accept the fact and work for your responsibility and the things that you have going uh, uh, at the moment. For instance, I will give a cliche example, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Shelby or something like that. You know, the show, you know, how, how, how his mental strength is by like, always focusing on what is important and leaving what is not important behind. Which show? 
Thomas Shelby, Peaky Blinders. I, I I don't think that I know that show. <laughs> really need to watch it because uh, I mean, of course, it's a show. I don't at the end of the day, but the character, the main character, shows really uh, good mental toughness and uh, mental stability, and that also inspires me in life. Of course, uh, although he is a fictional character, although Sherlock Holmes is also a fictional character, <laughs> but so, uh, like inspire me and. Uh, help me through my everyday life like thinking what would Sherlock Holmes think or act uh, during this process like for instance uh, a quote from Sherlock Holmes is uh, leave your emotions behind because your emotions alter your logical thinking or something like that I don't remember the quite exact quote but mm. that corner so strength at the end of the day for me is uh, accepting what it is uh, what what is needed to be accepted and uh, to do your responsibility uh, in either case. Like for instance, for me, I have uh, this ship manager application, but I need to like, uh, I wanna hang out or I wanna have a good time or I wanna have a holiday, but I got this responsibility. So I gotta do this responsibility, even though I don't like it and hate it and hate the work and hate, the, that I don't have free time. I need. I just need to accept it and do it. Exactly with like dieting. At the moment, I have. I will have a match, 29th of April. I need to lose like seven kilograms. Although I hang out with my, with my friends and like they eat from whatever <laughs> food store they wanna eat from McDonald's, KFC, anything. Like I need, still need to eat my salad, eat my <laughs> my water, in front of them. You know, that's hard. Like, that's really hard when you, like, <laughs> like a bag of chocolate from for three weeks or haven't eaten a burger from McDonald's for three weeks and then <laughs> in front of you eating and enjoying their food and you eat a <laughs> plain salad in front of you. It's hard, but it's your responsibility to go beyond that phase and just do your job. So it, seem, it seems like you connect a lot the word uh, responsibility with uh, strength. How do you define responsibility? Because people might uh, sometimes like confuse responsibility with having the fault of something. So how do you define responsibility? Well, uh, for me, responsibility... Let's say it's a really like easy easy answer. You know when you were a kid and you ask your parents uh, to buy a cat or a dog or a pet. Mm -hmm. If you buy it, you'll have its responsibility. But then you buy it, and most of the time your parents take care of the pet, not you. I don't know if you have been through this process or not. Yeah, many times. <laughs> Once, once you buy that pet or that dog or that whatever, it is your responsibility, not anyone else's, like to take care of it, to buy it, to buy its food, to go to the doctor with it, to like essentially be a part of you, you know, not anyone else because you wanted this. Uh, responsibility, like... It's an easy question because you know what you have to do, you know, 
that's a responsibility. If you know what you have to do, but at the back of your mind, you think, oh, I will just procrastinate or oh, like, uh, do it another time or you just leave it behind your back mind, you know? That's mm-hmm. not being responsible. That's that what that is what responsibility for me is the thing in your in the back of your mind that is nagging you to do it, but just hang on, don't do it, or make up an excuse or something like that, you know. So responsibility is about acknowledging and then actually following through with uh, a duty yeah, yeah. or or ta- or anything in general with any. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like that. And for example, something interesting that you said is that many times we know what we have to do, but we don't do it. Have you got any like personal techniques for how to handle this? There are no techniques. It's just, <laughs> it, it's, it's just like really, it comes up to you and every kind and the environment you have been growing on. Like for me, even if it's, it sounds childish and whatever uh, i i have grown up watching a lot of uh, naruto mm-hmm. and uh, dragon ball goku mm-hmm. and uh, all these guys that like in the show they are saying i want to do this i want to become this i will work hard for this and i saw them how they trained and how they didn't like let anything affect their dreams or their responsibility for their thing that they want to achieve or accomplish uh that that is the 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 environment or the habitat that i've grown around that that's why i think i'm like this at this moment because i saw my father how he handled his responsibility towards his businesses i saw like the shows that i've been watching how they want to achieve their dreams and that nothing stopped them from achieving their dreams and i wanted to be that kind of person the person that like If I want something, I need to go for it no matter what, no matter the hardships, no matter the things I have to do. It is my responsibility. I want this, therefore I will do it. Most of the guys or people, whatever, grow up in environments that don't uh, don't help them uh, like face some hardships or some responsibilities and some things in life that's why some people succeed some people don't succeed it's it's all right here and uh, how they think you know mm-hmm. it's a mental game yeah it, it's all about mentality like without our mentality we are nothing yeah and so it seems that it's very natural for you to think and to act this way how was like this during the time of Uh, the experience yet that you talk about in the book. So when all the results of the competition were were announced, when when you when you knew that you didn't get like that reward that you wanted, how was facing this this stage like? It was uh, like a pale dream. Hmm. Everything was bland. I just even the food that I was eating when I returned home and was eating like the chocolates and all the food that I wanted. When I went back to sleep at the end of the night and went to bed, I knew in the back of the mi- of my mind something is wrong. I'm like, I need to face this reality. I have lost. I, I can do nothing. And so like uh, uh, I faced it. I tried, I wrote the book 
I thought it will help me like move on and like face up this reality and just move on to the next chapter of my life. Hmm. So you wrote a cha you wrote about a chapter of your life to move to the to the next chapter. Yeah, exactly. And how was this next chapter like? So you were at school when this competition happened, and there yeah. af after you wrote the book, uh, what happened? What was life like? After book, uh, I'll just uh, continued uh, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Read, reading and. Uh, gaining knowledge, a lot of knowledge. I finished up school. Then I started like training, 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 training every day because my goal at the time was uh, to go to the UK and become a professional boxer because I was going to university in the UK. And so I just kept on training every day, every day, watching what I eat, having this responsibility, never going out, just training, training, training. Went to the UK for my university and started there boxing, I think, I was in my peak condition at the time, like boxing-wise. Became a professional boxer, had a boxing... Uh, Yoko! That's my... <laughs> yeah. No problem, no problem. Uh, wrote another book there, The Adventures of the Four Seasons. And that was like the next chapter. Then came the COVID. Uh, and we had the quarantine. Went back to Egypt. Was a habit. A bad time for me, like physical wise, because I I was in the best shape during the quarantine because I overtrained at the time during uh, that uh, during before the quarantine, and so when the quarantine came, I was like I couldn't even train. I didn't want to train. I didn't I, like when I thought of training. I thought uh, I better stay up, stay in bed, or watch a movie or mm -hmm. something because. I didn't want to train anymore. I couldn't. It was very hard at the time. I don't know. I still don't know why I couldn't train because at the moment I can train 24 hours a day. I have no problem. <laughs> But it was really, really hard. And I understood, oh, I think it's because of overtraining, training, running in the morning, training in the afternoon, then at night, every day, every day. It gets your mind like really worked up and that also helped me understand I need some rest days. I need to rest. I need to chill because life is not all about training and training and training and training and training, you know, mm -hmm. and also that quarantine, I discovered the funny thing, how I came up with the writing the morality book. Uh, do you know Christopher Hitchens? No, I think I don't. Uh, rest in peace, Christopher Hitchens. Uh, he is one of my idols. He is a great writer, a great uh, uh, journalist. I really recommend reading his books. Really, really like recommend reading his books. Like his level of writing is really above anyone else I have encountered. Uh, so I was uh, reading his book, Mortality. Funnily enough, I didn't read it, Mortality. I read it, Morality. And when I was reading the, his book, it, it was his autobiography before he died. I was thinking, well, he doesn't talk about morality in this book. Why did he call it morality? <laughs> and he said, mortality. And I said, oh. Then I thought, <laughs> maybe I should write a book about morality because I haven't, I haven't even seen a book discussing morality or its issues or why do we choose to do this instead of that or why do people uh, have 
uh, a right and another person has a bad, although it is the same subject, why do people judge things this way? Why do people judge things the, things the other way? So I came up with the critics of morality at the time. Yeah. You know, just fun fact, uh, just a moment, just some moments ago, I realized that it's a treatise of morality and not of mortality. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny so it was the same case as you but yeah. mine was like the other yeah. way around <laughs> yeah. and so you well quarantine and covid and the pandemic happened you went back to egypt you were there you were reflecting about uh what like like it was let's say free time like mm. i was wasn't doing anything staying at home I refused to like, even though I had like a treadmill or whatever at home, I couldn't train. I didn't want to train. I just excluded training for my life for three months, something like that. I started gaining a lot of knowledge, like a lot of reading very, like, I think I was reading uh, 1.5 books per day related to like our everyday lives, philosophy books books related to morality, books related to our thinking, a lot of studies, scientific studies. And I was uh, watching the thing that helped me a lot, right, with the morality book was uh, watching Robert Sapolsky's, Professor Robert Sapolsky. I don't know if you have heard of him, but yeah. I also <laughs> reading his book. Like, uh, look, this is one, one of his books. Why uh, zebras don't have ulkers? Ulkers. <laughs> this book was written, I think, in 1999, and he has another book uh, called "Behave." That book you should read it. It mm -hmm. it is like because it will teach you a lot of things about life and about us and about our brain and about our behavior that we don't like. 90% of the people, let's say, don't know and don't actually know how that works and why we are like this. And so I really, really, really recommend you to read that book because it will make you, like, uh, you see your eyes, You it, like, it will open your eyes, that book. That's why uh, his books really helped me with the morality book. Like, I, I, I reference him a lot in the treatise of morality. I think that I might have heard about uh, behave because it sounds like uh, like a, a familiar title. And so you actually worrying a lot and studying a lot. And did this period last like for long? Did it last for um, many months? Or? Okay. Sorry, I, sorry. I read, it lasted until I like I start. Let's say it started in uh, February of two thousand and nineteen. I think. Until, or 2020, I think, sorry. Until like September or October of 2020. Like reading, 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 reading. Because until the last chapter of uh, A Treatise of Morality, everything, everything, everything is researched and based on facts, not opinions. Everything like The Treatise of Morality, it's all based on facts. I just say what scientific studies have said what other philosophers and other great thinkers have said. And finally, in my last chapter of the book, I just state my opinion about the issue. And, yeah. You talk about Indian culture, uh, Indian culture and Chinese culture and uh, uh, 
Indian uh, philosophy because it all started uh, with like ancient civilizations, the uh, Book of Hammurabi. Then uh, in Egypt, the Egyptian uh, civilization and their rules or what is good and what is bad. Then the Indian uh, philosophers, for instance, Buddha uh, in Chinese uh, philosophy, uh, Confucianism, for instance. Then uh, we hop to like religion. I talk about Islam. I talk about Christianity. Talk about other religion. What in that book is like considered uh, religiously or whatever uh, bad and good. Mm-hmm. Like, if, for instance, uh, drink alcohol. That's in Islam. That is bad. But in Christianity, like it is, uh, like it is talked about. You know yeah. why? Why you drink? Like it is really bad. If you have uh, read Islam or something like that, it is really bad. Like it is wrong to do that. Why is it wrong in the culture? And why do people think like that? And why do other people think it is great and it is the nothing? Although, in, in scientifically speaking, drinking a cup of alcohol a day is good for your health. Then why is it bad to drink alcohol? You know, even a, a sip in, in the religion, whatever. Then I talk about uh, how philosophers think and from ancient Greek philosophers. And I go on to all the uh, current philosophers until Sam Harris, I think, wrote a book about uh, morality and talk, discusses morality. I also mention, mention him in the book. Then I talk about like scientific studies uh, and the theories related to morality and truth and uh, wrongs and, and so on. And finally, the scientific, like truth, 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 how the brain actually uh, encounters uh, an option and why do we choose to do this action instead of that action or that action instead of that action uh, based on the brain and based on the hormones and based on your current state. For instance, there is a study that shows that if your mother had was like uh, uh, stressed a lot during your pregnancy, you will be also stressed, have chronic stress, and your child will be also stressed. You know, mm-hmm. so it all like you you are stressed right now theoretically because your mother was stressed during your pregnancy, and it is all like uh, genetically and. Uh, your environment and everything that had to do with this, with that, in a in a way or an, or another, is uh, responsible for your decision. The, the decisions you make right now, as I stated in the beginning, the environment I grew up in, watching all the motivational talkers, being around people that wanted to do something, having responsibility, made me to uh, like act by the de- decisions I have made right now. You are uh, the decisions you made, you make, or like, sub, uh, like the psychology you have, or the your thought process is affected by partially your genetics. And recently, after you are born, uh, your environment also affects you. Uh, let me think about an example that I have uh, stated in the book related that will prove this. Uh, a judge, it's funny enough, a judge will 
a judge's uh, decision will get worse if he doesn't eat. So if he's hunger, uh, if he's hungry, a judge is hungry, uh, there are more sh- chances that his de- decision will be negative for the person standing uh, in front of him. Uh, it is uh, highly, uh, it is studied, scientifically studied. It, the study is in my book, uh, Truths of Morality for Anybody That ju- Just Says That I'm Talking BS or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it is proven. And another issue is based on the decision. If you are sitting in a straight chair, like strong chair that isn't comfortable, uh, there is likely a chance that you will be uh, conservative and uh, like uh, defensive in your uh, in your uh, in your talk or conversation another uh, example is uh, that uh, have you heard of uh, the bacteria e coli it is called e coli a bacteria in your gut that like chooses what you desire to eat so I, I I think that I hadn't heard about it, but, but yeah, go ahead. Huh? Basically speaking, like in briefness, there is a bacteria in our gut that makes you desire like the sweet stuff. The bacteria was that actually, not your head or not you, not your taste buds. It is the bacteria that wants it, that will eat it. Like, yeah, there is bacteria living inside our guts <laughs> that chooses for us what to eat. That is like really scientifically proven, scientifically studied. Multiple studies related to the stuff all in the book. So these are stuff that like really makes you think. So do we have free will? I I wanted to write the book about free will Mm. because I think I have plenty of material, but uh, Professor Robert Polsky is currently writing a book related to free will and how we don't have actually free will. A book, uh, if you have read A Treatise of Morality, we will find a quote from him saying every decision we make is uh, based on a second before that, 10 seconds before that, a minute before that, an hour before that, a day before that, 24 hours before that, and a year before that when you were born. Because everything that happened happened through your life let, 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 like, let you decide the decision you are currently taking and every stressful event that you encountered made you um, uh, reach this decision. So at the back of our mind, we think we are doing something like with our free will, but I really don't think we are doing, uh, we are like having free will per se or something like that. Yeah, how I think about it is like life is... For details, like I, I, I can't... Uh, state evidence right now because uh, <laughs> like i said the, the examples that i have in my mind uh, are not coming in my mind because i haven't discussed the topic of morality and mm-hmm. stuff from for a long time but everything is in the book and if you read the part of horm- about hormones or about how our brain works it's really mind-boggling that we don't know of like stuff that only scientists or people who have read know the knowledge of but everyday people that go to work and that are around us like we really don't know anything that what what we are what what is going with the world right now you know (laughs) yeah and uh, what i was going to say is that uh, like how i think about it is that life is a a construction of uh our 
past actions or recurrent uh, habits and patterns and yeah, mostly yeah. patterns. Exactly, exactly. But then, exactly. so you are you say that you were writing this new book about like uh, consciousness. Let's say, what about uh, this consciousness shifts or these moments in which you become conscious and yeah. you change about it? Yeah. I don't discuss the topic of consciousness and what is consciousness because at the moment we really don't know uh, <laughs> what is. But what I mean by consciousness in the book is uh, that. We need to know, we, we need to, to read more, we need to like understand the world more, we need to to like read more scientific studies, read, uh, understand the world more, not just like, like, like I told you, there are some things that we, we really don't understand. For instance, testosterone, everybody thinks that testosterone uh, makes us more aggressive or makes us more, more manly or only men, no. Even uh, women have a percentage of testosterone. What testosterone really does, it just amplifies what our current alpha male action is. For instance, for monks, all of this is taken from uh, uh, scientific studies. From For monks, uh, how do they show their dominance? By, being, uh, by donating more and doing more. So if you uh, give uh, a monk a dose doses of like uh, testosterone the monks will not be more aggressive will be more do uh, donating and they we will see them donate a lot because that is their uh, habit of uh, like showing their alf being an alpha male so what testosterone actually does it just amplifies what is going on it turns on the volume you know hmm. these are stuff like you don't know but like they are there and, and people don't know but If you think about it, everything is related to our hormones level, to our like environment, to what we smell, to what we do, to what we... It's just amazing in a way and frightening in another. <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree with that. So your point is basically um, that we should develop awareness and open-mindedness yeah. and perspective. Develop awareness about what is currently occurring in the world around us because without uh, without awareness i mean you, sure you can live off and die with the current state but as socrates once said an unquestioned life is not worth living hmm. so yeah yeah i do agree with that but then like getting back into into this uh idea so of like the construction of our life and bringing awareness wouldn't um awareness moments or this uh mind blown moments be like also awareness shifts or mind shifts in which you now are aware of a new pattern that exists and then you consciously choose like to uh change that pattern from what you have uh like researched does that happen or also is that like your uh, well i mean what do you mean exactly shift patterns like what 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 do you mean Yeah, how how I will put it is that like many times, for example, for me personally, reading a book, um, I encounter I encounter many ideas that I was not aware about, <clears throat> and so the moment in which I read them and in which I become aware of them is like a mind blowing moment. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Many times I I read something which is pretty mind-blowing or 
uh, something that I wasn't aware about. And then now I am able to consciously choose to integrate that into my pattern or to yeah, change my current patterns into that. It's actually funny in a way or another. I think knowledge, yeah, well, basically what you said, you learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, if you know, you're like, for instance, recently I have uh, uh, read a lot about the carnivore diet. And mm -hmm. I've also read that uh, basically, you know, that everyone tells you, oh, you need to take vitamin C and all the stuff. Well, if you didn't read and didn't get yourself uh, knowledge uh, with enough knowledge and you start doing the carnivore diet, maybe you'll take uh, a supplement of vitamin C to go on with with the nutrients that uh, you are lacking, you know, but mm -hmm. it actually turns out that you don't need vitamin C if you, if you are doing a carnivore diet and that like knowledge helps you shift through your mistakes and let you like take your life steps, but step by step and uh, organize it in a way that will be more like efficient and survival mode. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you create a new reality for yourself. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because <clears throat> uh, what we are living on in today, like for me, uh, this is my theory. Before we were living in like survival mode and everyone just lived off just to survive for the next day. But when we uh, got uh, more knowledgeable and understood that, oh, we can steal, uh, uh, store food for a couple of days not just find food today and eat it today and tomorrow we have the next issue, next issue, next, like, and now we can store food. Now what? If we have food, we have leisure. And from leisure, we made like the comfort zone. And from then on, we started doing uh, prohibiting and we started uh, having a society and we started having like free time and funny time. And and that's how, I, in my opinion, society grew, 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 grew. From yeah, and, and because like, of comfort mode and the leisure of having us time for like thinking and having legends and the, you know, because mm -hmm. if you are survival mode all the time, you wouldn't have time or you wouldn't think about uh, all the un like not unnecessary stuff, but all the uh, living together in a group stuff, like having rules and having. Uh, uh, let's say uh, a family or having uh, everybody living uh, in a place or uh, uh, like all the stuff related to being like uh, socialized or civilized, mm -hmm. you know? So all the legends or all the morality or all the truth or all the fictional stuff and all everything happened because we had free time in our hands, in my opinion. And we altered from survival mode to like our, or of course, our intelligence. It's because of our intelligence and because we evolved mentally and uh, cognitively, we are now uh, in the place we are at the moment as humans. But uh, in a way or another, I don't think we are going the right way. With <laughs> all the media and TikTok and all the entertainment stuff, everything today is related to entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. I don't like this reality. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's really sad when you like open up like TikTok and you see videos that are like, <laughs> damn. But it's yeah. like, it's, it's like also like thinking about it, 
uh, from a third person perspective is also like something very interesting to think about how society currently works and how we have developed this and you know giving like a modern day uh, life example of of the survival mood that you mentioned uh, it's like living in the rat race so maybe people right now don't struggle to chase an animal to then eat it or whatever but they struggle with money or with things like this and then, and then Uh, with current like current new food of the world or or the ancient world, you know, without money you can survive. That's true, but mm -hmm. also at the time you can find the uh, like like uh, it's it's not the same as having leisure time because in the ancient world. Uh, literally we, we like all we thought about was hunting and gathering food and all the stuff right now it's a lot easier like for us as a society or as humans to survive yeah of course in some parts of the world of the world there are wars and there are sad things that are happening but at the end of the day uh, we succeeded as a species because we have a higher rate of like uh, surviving you if you are born in this world whether we like it or not that's a good thing uh, scientifically speaking and you know yeah people nowadays uh survive more but also even live longer and have even more yeah. higher quality uh lives yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, sure. uh, but then like thinking about the internet and tiktok and social media Uh, like it's a it's a very powerful weapon, a, per, a very powerful weapon, a, a very powerful tool that can be used like in both ways. I, for example, I'm using, I am using them to connect with you, for example. But I could also use them just for entertainment. So it's uh, exactly yeah. But unfortunately, like I I don't know what is the percentage, but 70%, percent, let's say, is like all full of entertainment that we. Uh, indirectly get get like uh, uh, encounter we have to encounter it because it is full of like unnecessary and entertainment that we can't just delete it or just mm -hmm. not see it and then for example something that i was thinking earlier about is that you say that the future books that you write uh you want them to be non-fiction books have you thought about making this non non-fiction books Have you thought about like presenting them in a fiction way? Wouldn't you think that that could also maybe even be more impactful or engaging at some point? You mean like uh, science fiction? Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I mean, science fiction could work, but but not necessarily. So maybe for, have you read The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma? I, I will. I will. I have the book. I want to read it, but I haven't uh, read it yet. Yeah, for example, in that book, Robin... Like he shares a story. It's a, it's a, it's a story. Basically, it is a fiction book in which the main characters learn many nonfiction things or many practical skills and habits like, uh, that you then implement into your life. You mean like uh, the farm? What was the quote? The, the like the Stalin book about far, the animal farm? You mean like animal farm? Yeah, quite. I mean, I have read Animal Farm, and I think that it it represents uh, life in a in a fictional way. But but for example, uh, maybe creating a story and in the story presenting 
like uh, frameworks or concepts or things like that. That's more more or less what I mean. Like the the antidotes of like that that Plato Plato presented in his books or something like that. For I instance, ha I haven't read anything by Plato. <laughs> uh, there is uh, like for instance, there is a story he writes of three people in a cave and all they see are shadows but one of the people that are in the mm -hmm. they can't get, get get out to see perceive reality all, all their their perception of the, of reality is just the shadows that are in are that are coming in the cave from outside but one of them uh, manages to get get freed and walks out of the cage and when he comes back to tell the other guys oh really reality is like this and this and this and this they don't believe him because their perception of reality is just the shadows that are in front of him mm -hmm. you mean some uh, a non-fictional like story yeah like this. <laughs> yeah i don't maybe but at the moment all i'm writing are like referenced works based on a lot of research and stuff mm -hmm. that is my type of non-fictional books like to see a see a, a topic or a subject that isn't around isn't popular or isn't discussed tackle it and write about it hmm. yeah i i like that and I, i actually love that that story or that analogy that you shared because even though we haven't read about it i have seen it like in instagram posts or youtube videos or or whatever and do you somehow relate that to anything that you have uh written or that you have uh read about so for example this consciousness or awareness shifts that we have yeah, been well, mentioning it is kind of uh, uh a part of consciousness because because people live their lives based on uh, the reality the reality they perceive and the knowledge they have for every person reality is relative they only live their lives based on the truth that they want to accept so reality is really just relative for every person and everyone that is living what do you think about the next uh statement uh reality is negotiable like reality is you can create reality what, what do you think about that exactly what i have said it's just like but in different words reality is relative for every person because we as people uh, accept the truth that we want and we uh, negate the truth that we don't want just as nietzsche once said all reality is is one truth that we all agreed on mm. and then we we agree on more uh on more new new realities or more new like, we develop agreements to to see the world like we live we accept this because we want to accept it because we want to accept it like we can choose to learn more or educate ourselves to to understand something else but we just accept this and we live by this and we you know what i mean mm -hmm. like for uh religious people they are living based on their own uh, reality and their own perception of reality and their own truth and they don't want to accept 
or to read or to understand any other truth because they think this is the only truth and only only truth. You get my meaning? It's just based on people. They they choose how they want to live and why they and why uh, do they choose the the reasons of living. So it it also has to do with what you are with what information is familiar to you or what you yeah. already know. Well, information is everything. In that's how our brain works. Your brain, without informations, information we can think we have information. Oh, uh, this drink is not good for us because uh, it will make us feel bad or not uh, healthy. So I don't drink it. That's information. Good information for us to survive and live on. Yeah, and that also improves like the quality of your life, and that's what you are doing with with your books. Um, And, you know, uh, I know that it's sort of a, a big change of topic, maybe, but I wanted like to maybe relate this uh, with like your boxing career. So it seems that simply uh, mentioning like your book, you have gone through many tough stages and that because yeah. of the information that you have, because of the ideas that you have developed, you face these situations in some specific ways which uh, have helped you like to get through with them talking about uh, uh, talking in again about like your uh life during the the pandemic in 2020 what happened after you published uh a treatise of of more of morality did you get back into boxing or how how was the experience back then yeah, of course i was continuing uh, with my boxing afterwards training every day afterwards uh I became a professional boxer. Uh, no, I was a professional boxer. Uh, I started uh, looking up for matches and uh, searching for bouts to have my uh, my second fight fight in. So I found the fight. I had the fight. Fortunately, I lost. <laughs> you get up and you train again and you come back. Mm. Uh, but before uh, the bout, I wrote uh, Controversial Veracities, was published May 2021. And I think uh, I wrote a non-fictional book, Chronicles of the Obscure Detective, uh, published in December of 2020, on Christmas, I think. And just that, that's how it is. You just wake up every day, decide to do something that might Like I have a lot of businesses that haven't worked or mm -hmm. failed, e-commerce ones, they failed. So just move on to the next thing, think about the next thing and so on and so forth. Uh, besides writing books, I was always uh, like thinking about a business opportunity that I need to take or because unfortunately everything, everything right nowadays is based on money. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you won't uh, accomplish much uh, or sadly sadly you won't even have some res respect from others you know because once they see you with money their respect will go up oh look he he made something with his with this life so everything is monetarily based unfortunately that's why uh, i want to survive it's survival of the fittest you know You need to, like, in this day and age, think about something. Hopefully, it will work uh, business-wise. 
and once it works, you just move on from there, go on to the next step, to the next step, to the next step, and uh, just live off by that. Of course, besides that, you need to, as I said, an unquestioned life is not worth uh, living. That's why you need to read more to get yourself uh, 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 the information that I think will help you uh, be on terms with the life that you are living and by your death you know what kind of person you are by the time you enjoy your last breath and uh, hopefully it was a life worth living yeah hopefully and it's very it's very interesting because for example for the money part we could also say that that's just like an agreement even an unconscious social agreement that we have developed that like true it is not unconscious it's just a, a, a bland face for uh, like forward the uh, agreement you mm -hmm. know like knows without money you won't have much in this world like that is true and mm -hmm. we can negate that but that is true yeah that, that that's that's how it works today uh, many times and the other uh, thing that i wanted to to talk about which you also mentioned is like it's very important to get yourself out there and to develop critical thinking, to face information that you don't necessarily agree with, because that way you then uh, yes. develop new ideas and develop, you have new information, uh, which can lead you to 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 new agreements, basically. Uh, from what you have researched and specifically about this, this idea that we have been talking about, so the patterns, um, like... How does what does critical thinking and the development of it have to do with uh, with the agreements and the ideas and the patterns that he, that we have developed from from a young age and uh, now as well? Well, from a young age, if you are not exposed to the uh, to the necessary information or the quite the, the useful information or the useful people around you, I don't think you will like accomplish much in like in the life of course you might accomplish but if you're not exposed to the correct information or the right information or the correct people and the correct judgments and the correct like uh, correct uh, uh, experiences and the uh, and the information accumulated for all that stuff you won't you won't you won't know how to change the pattern you're living in order to succeed or to survive or to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish you know so it's important to get exposed to new information, even if you don't don't agree with. Uh, has that happened to you a lot? Like, for example, with all the research that you have done, uh, do you sometimes maybe even get upset with some information that you read or or listen to? No, I don't get upset. You mean scientific information, like about our lives and our and our world, or information like uh, about what exactly? Yeah, I would say like, yes, scientific information and also more biased information or more uh, abstract information, I would say. So, for example, a, a certain belief from a certain culture or a certain idea from uh, a given country or religion or whatever. Well, I won't necessarily say that sad, but 
uh, it will make me, depending on the information, for instance, the more I learn about the world, the more it makes me like, just like there is a quote from a Danish uh, philosopher called Kierkegaard, where he says, uh, I opened my eyes one day to look at the world and I haven't uh, stopped laughing since. That quote is literally, <sighs> I, it, it defines me right now, you know, since I have opened my eyes to the world and understand it more, like everything is just a funny joke at the moment, you know. <laughs> and, and, and all that, uh, all that really matters right now is just uh, getting a, like a really good business on and having being financially stable. Because unfortunately, without being financially stable, you won't do much in this world. And that's why you need to be financially stable first and then just do whatever you set your goals to and do them. But for the first step, for me at least, it's being financially stable. Are you using this on your uh, boxing career? Are you So from what I see, you are developing your business and you also have your boxing career. You are not just depending on, on, on it. Uh, no, the... Boxing is more at the moment is more of a, of an habit and something that I want to do for my own pride and my own life because uh, boxing doesn't get a lot of money if you're not that known or that uh, that uh, like on that high level mm -hmm. the payment like it's zero you can't live off boxing at the moment for me at least that's why you need to have another business beside of it in order to being financially stable and then you can. Uh, focus on your like uh, dreams for instance Conor McGregor I think before he was in the UFC uh, his girlfriend helped him with the money and the rent and all the stuff he, he wasn't working he was just focusing on his dream mm -hmm. you know that's what I'm doing right now of course I'm not depending on my girlfriend I'm just having <laughs> uh, of me and uh, hopefully it might work it might not but at the moment, I just do it for my own pride. So, what's your vision for your career in the in the future? Where do you wanna go? What's the <laughs> next step? And uh, I'm smoking a cigarette. How <laughs> ironic is it? It is. It is. It is quite. But I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> and just uh, fun fact: you, you are the first guest, and I actually like that. That smokes in in the podcast. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> The my well, of obviously, if it's possible, I want to reach like uh, up high in my boxing career, like being a world champ. But I know it's quite hard because after university, I will most probably just focus on my others and my business. Because, uh, as I said, that is the responsibility I have. That is the responsibility I need to take. Maybe I will focus on my dreams as well beside of that, but it will be quite hard because boxing, it's, it's all a matter of hard, hard work. You need to wake up in the morning, you need to run, do your run, do your technical work, technical stuff. Uh, it's quite like mentally draining because all you think about is, well, if he punches me, I will do this and punch, uh, do the uppercut. All this going through your head, you can't focus on your business, you know? So it's quite hard to achieve something if you're not fully focused on it. That's why you just have to take up the responsibility, see what you're 
have right now and do what is most suitable or most uh, important for you at least and being financially stable is like is surviving this world that's why you need i need to take up the business and focus on business first then comes all the habits on all the dreams you know But then what about someone like Canelo? I mean, I know Canelo is, uh, is he, he you know takes a shit on money. <laughs> what's Which? Is uh, having, he has a tattoo right here, no boxing life. Oh. I, I'm getting tattooed tomorrow, no boxing life here. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. Because, yeah, yeah, I, I know that Canelo is already a millionaire and everything. He's very stable financially, but yeah, he but also... Canelo uh, is like uh, from for the like one of the 10% people who actually succeeded and that did something with his boxing life. He was a professional boxer since he was like 16 and all his family and all his friends were like boxers and mm -hmm. also he, he had that mentality. He got a girl pregnant at 16 and he you know what how responsible he was. He told her, okay, you will come move with me and you live you live with me. At that age of 16, he was that responsible because he got a girl pregnant that didn't freak out or didn't. He was responsible. He kept boxing. He kept. That guy is like, his mentality is really tough. He is very intelligent. He is very straightforward and most importantly, knows his responsibility and he doesn't fuck around, you know? Sorry if I use the curse word or something. No, nah, you, you can use whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but. He, he, To, like the, the correct way he doesn't fuck around he doesn't go out to parties and parties all night and does all he, he knows his responsibility that is this is my responsibility I need to take up for, for it like he got the girl pregnant at 16 who how many of us like like at our age our age gap is not that big four years between me and you know, five years we will make a girl pregnant and now like we need to work 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 And what is our dream and how we will we be happy or how we, it's it's really tough. But Canelo is an inspiration. He's like that yeah. guy is really that guy. He, he's know? a very strong fucker. <laughs> and yeah, he, he does know how to get through with with life, basically. And I didn't know that about, about I didn't know that about him. It's it's yeah, it's very, very inspiring, as you said. And for example, for someone my age or for Let's say if you were to start again with your boxing career, so when you were 16 or yeah, was that at that age? Uh, yeah, 15, 16, yeah. Yeah, so let's say 15. If you were to start again your career at 15, what would you maybe uh, do differently or what would you keep doing or what would you focus on? What would be your advice for like young aspiring boxers? That's a very hard question to answer <laughs> unfortunately i can't change anything during that time but if anyone wants some something from if you if they are starting boxing just train train focus on training don't focus on just hitting the bag or doing shadow boxing or doing whatever or doing social media just focus on boxing focus on your technique focus on uh, boxers you want to Like if you are inside boxer or outside boxer or whatever, focus on that technique. Focus on your style. Watch, uh, videotape your style, like uh, your training and see what is your correct movement, not correct movement, 
I did this correctly, correctly, I didn't do this correctly. And I would say do a lot of sparring, not, not hard sparring, but like uh, real sparring in a way or another, but just don't injure your sparring partner or something. Hmm. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that will be valuable for people listening because I've got a friend in the UK who I'm not sure if he wants to be a boxer or not, but he does love and is into boxing. So hopefully that will be valuable for him as well. And yeah, so Amir, I would like to start wrapping up this amazing and really, really interesting conversation because we have been talking about uh, many relevant subjects, I would say, and very interesting ones as well. Um, and yeah, so is there anything else you would like to add, like to anything that we have been talking about? There is a quote by a UFC fighter. He says, anything is possible, my friend. If you think about it, you will do it. Now go, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just missing the action. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and actually one, one of my key takeaways from this conversation is this idea of like responsibility and your duty to actually follow through and to take action, take responsible, uh, strong action towards that responsibility and that dream. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, well, man, thank you. Thank you for coming. And also thank you for being yourself, uh, because as I said, you were the first guest to smoke a cigarette on the podcast. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> um, and yeah, do you want to mention anything else? You know, where can people find you? Where can they find your projects or your app, for example? On my uh, Instagram page, they can find everything. Yeah, all the links, everything on my Instagram. Great. And just one last question uh, out of curiosity. So your next fight is on April uh, 29. And the May. Huh? Uh, on April 10 to 29 uh, in Constanza, Romania, and May 25th in Marseille, uh, France. Nice. And can it be watched online? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I will uh, uh, share the link on my Instagram story, or I will send you personally also. Yeah, I, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Thank, thank you. And well, again, thank you for coming, Amir. This was this thank was pretty fun. And thank you. Hello again, this is your host Emiliano coming to wrap up the episode. I hope that today's conversation was enjoyable and valuable to you. If it was, please consider sharing it to a friend and subscribing to the show. Remember that you can keep receiving value from the Reader Lounge by following on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Twitter. You can find the links to those platforms in the description of the episode. If you'd like to buy today's guest's book, you can find the link to it in the description too. That has been it for today. I wish you have a happy and prosperous day ahead or a fulfilling and peaceful afternoon otherwise. My name is Emiliano. This was the Book Talk Lounge brought to you by the Reader Lounge. I'll speak to you in the next episode. Peace.